Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Episode 104. So good around here. Apollo's been to training, so life is a little easier. Although he is using the bathroom in the crate quite a bit here lately, like literally. I'm like, I don't know what that's about, but I remember I had a dog that did that a while back, and what it was was a urinary tract infection. So I think maybe Apollo may have a urinary tract infection because it's like, all the time, like I've cleaned him up three times today, which he didn't even do that when I first got him as a puppy. So anyway, or either that or he's like, you have me in this crate and he is hard headed, y'all, like literally hard headed. Or so either he's like getting back at me. Either way, we're going to figure it out because, hey, that's my doggy, and we're going to figure it out. But that's what's going on with me. So let's talk about something else that's going on with me. Some of you guys may or may not know, but I recently joined a mastermind. And me being in a mastermind, there is nothing new about that. I think ever since I started coaching, started coaching, got certified, the month I got started certified, the next month I was in a mastermind. I really do believe in the power of being in rooms with people who think at a higher level than you, because it just really causes you to rethink your current thoughts. And when you rethink your current thoughts and your current reality, then you like have the possibility to like change some of those thoughts. Some of them stay the same. Some of them you're like, no, I like that. And some of them like, oh, I'm accepting some bullshit right? And then you just start growing. And so I have always been in a mastermind, but I haven't been in a mastermind at this level because the mastermind I'm in now, I think I am literally the lowest earner and I'm at 350,000. Everybody else in that room is at a million in coaching or in their business of some sort, like combined incomes of whatever, a million. And I'm like, 300k. And so I am definitely in a room of people who are thinking and doing things at a bigger level. And this was a sizable investment for me. I want us to normalize investing in our business for sure. And I've done that through example. So me being in a mastermind isn't a big thing, but this level of mastermind? Yes. So I joined my, one of my mentors, Brooke Castile. I joined her mastermind. She hasn't offered one in like three years or four years. And so of course, when she opened up, I jumped, I mean, leaped at the opportunity, but it is coaching at a much higher level. And I have to coach myself at a much higher level, even to receive the coaching and not even like fight back with the coaching or whatever. And like, what do I want to take back from the coaching? But what I want to talk about for us high achieving black women 
is like one of the reasons why I'm in this room is because I really love putting myself in situations where I'm like, I don't think like that. Why not? And figuring out the internal lies, biases, assumptions, things that I've learned culturally as a Black woman in America that really other people don't think and then try to find my way out of that thinking so that I can have those results. So I'm loving being in this room and like my body is prepared for it. And I'll talk about that in a little bit, but one of the things that I'm realizing is I've been watching and paying attention. Now we've only met three times. We officially start in January, but we've met like doing some background work and everything. And my coach actually did, Brooke actually did a one-on-one with me as part of this mastermind and gave me some things to do. And I'm like, yes, got it. But I'm in this mastermind with all these millionaires. Let me tell you what I've noticed. This is what I've noticed. The speed of implementation. I'm like, like they get coached. I'm watching y'all. I'm watching everything and paying attention so that I can bring this to my community, to you guys, right? Like there's no secrets to success. And I think success is a skill, right? So I'm like, God damn it, I'm learning the skill and I'm showing it to my people and I'm figuring out what's in the way. So I love doing this and I'm like so curious and I'm geeked out about it. I'm almost as geeked out about this as I was in anesthesia when I figured out why potassium, giving potassium or giving insulin when potassiums are high or like all that stuff, I would go, cool. That's exactly what I'm doing now. And I'm watching and I'm like, Their asses will get coached. And then on the next meeting, they are reporting back what they got coached on. And here are the results. And I'm like, listen, my coach asked me to do something. And like she coached me. And it took me three weeks of coaching myself on why that was the right thing. Like literally, where everybody else, the millionaires are getting coached, implementing it, coming back to the next meeting with here's what happened or here's where I'm stuck now or here's the results. They're like putting it in Slack channel. I'm like still coaching on the shit she gave me three weeks ago. And I'm like, wait a minute. What is going on here? How come like they like take it speed of implementation? I'm like the difference between them and me is that speed of implementation. They take it, they get an idea, they get a result, they get something, and then they go with it. And I'm like, why am I sitting around for three weeks? Like, I don't know, maybe coaching myself, calling all my friends, getting coached on it, all telling myself I don't know, all of it. Like spinning around. I noticed I did the same thing Like as a part of getting my master coach certification for the program I'm in, I'm in a life coach school. Those of you who follow me probably know I'm like, now I am one of the master coach instructors. I absolutely love doing that. Coaching, teaching coaching at that level, the advanced level, my thing, right? Love it. But when I was being trained to be a master coach, we chose like, Everybody gets this big project. Well, my big project was huge and it was due 
Mines was the first one due. Like everybody else had like till December or something, December 31st. And I had till like November 15th. And I think we got these in September. And it was huge and it was a monetary goal. Like I had to like take my business in a direction I have never done for four consecutives or three consecutive months. Like I had to like do something. I'm like, y'all, I hadn't even like, I think the goal was like, I had to make $100,000 in my business in three months. And I hadn't even made over a four or $5,000 month, like maybe a $4,000 month is where I was starting from. So that was a huge leap. So they gave me the project and I had a deadline. I'm gonna talk about that later too. Y'all stick with me, right? I like coached myself for like two weeks on it. Like, oh my God. And I was like, belly aching. How come mine's is due before everybody else? I can't do this and I don't understand. And like trying to coach myself on how to do, trying to figure out the why I don't get it. Like really being unsettled in my body. And then I realized, look, you're on a time limit. You don't have time for this. And I went to work, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm in the same place here, but I don't have a time limit, right? Like I'm like, but I really do have a time limit. I just haven't given myself a time limit. But I wanna talk about this, this quality that I see that successful people tend to do more so than people who kind of struggle with the things. It's not because they're smarter. It's not because they're more disciplined. It's not because they're more gifted. But I think one of the differences is the speed of implementation. Because listen, if the coach gives them their thing, they go implement it, don't get it or do it. And they have some more data. So they put it on a Slack or at the next meeting, they're like, here, this is what I did then the coach is able to coach them even further, right? Like, okay, this is the data. Why are you doing this? Oh, you should, like they find out their, what they're doing, what they want to change, what they need to tweak, or like, they're like, yeah, she's totally right. And they're going all in on it. Meanwhile, my ass is still coaching on the first coaching. Which one do you think is going to get to the result faster, right? So I'm like, wait a minute. My new thing is going to be speed of implementation. I'm declaring it now. I'm like, yeah, no more like, oh, I'm seeing some differences. So let's talk about what I came up with. Some of the reasons why I found that I was and what I think some of my clients do on speed of implementation, because I don't give my clients, I'll tell my clients we'll work through something. And then the next week, we're still working through it. And then the next week, we're still working through it. And I'm like, look, we know what this is. Like, this is because of da-da-da-da-da. And you're in discomfort. And yes, now, when are we going to decide to go? So let's talk about some of the reasons why I think speed of implementation is a thing for us. I like recognizing that things are a little bit difficult, more difficult for us and normalizing that and then understanding it so that we can give ourselves tools to help us get over it, like, right, to help us do better in this area. So I think the number one thing that gets in the way of speed of implementation is self-trust. Trust in general, right? but self-trust too. So let's talk about self-trust first. Let's talk about like 
am I still arguing over the fact that I spent all this money to be in this group? Like if I'm like, she gave me this, can't believe it. I don't even know why I decided to be in here. Da, 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 da. Like if I'm still arguing with the fact that I decided to spend this money, go into my IRA, take money out to invest in this. If I'm still coaching on that, then I can't implement because I haven't trusted my initial decision, right? So if I'm not trusting my decisions as I'm doing this, then of course I'm going to be slow to implement because if I'm not trusting what the decisions I've already made, I'm going to definitely outcoach myself and, and crowdsource to everybody for the decisions that I made with my coach and any decisions I'm going to make in the future because I don't trust myself. Well, guess what? Kind of normal for black women not to trust themselves. We live in a fucking world that tells us we're wrong. Don't do this. Don't do this. Check this. Check that. You look this way. Oh, no, you were doing this. Like you look this way. Oh, no, you were doing this. Like, right? Like, so... We don't live in a world that tells us to trust ourselves, that encourages us to trust ourselves. We tell our little girls, you're getting too big for your britches, right? Like, don't go out there like uh, like you know it all, right? Like, we don't encourage ourselves to trust ourselves. So, therefore, it's kind of normal that I don't trust myself. So, let's normalize that. Yeah. I made this decision in oh, I understand why I don't trust myself, but I am building trust. So I make good decisions. That's what I tell myself now. I make great decisions. Like I make great decisions. Okay, let's talk about another part of this trust because we also live in a world where people will turn on us at the minute or they will be good. And then next thing you know, something happens. And then next, whoa, what? where did that come from, Right. And so we're always like, can I trust you? So for me, it was like, can I trust the people that I'm in the membership with, the coaches and everything that can get in the way of our speed for implementation? Don't trust myself. And do I trust them? But I'm like, when I'm in a mastermind with some people and the person that I have spent this money with, my thought is, It is in their best interest to have my best interest at heart. Even if they're wrong, right? Wrong is, I'm air quoting the wrong, right? They have my best interest at heart. That's why I gave them my money. Listen, if you don't believe that the person you're getting advice from or you're consulting with or you're coaching with doesn't have your best interest at heart, get out, right? Literally get out. Like they don't even have to have the tea with the spoon and spin like, no, get out, right? But if your brain is going to such and such, it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I wasting time on something that I have already decided? Like, why am I bringing this back up? Because sometimes we do things habitual. Why am I bringing this back up? I trust this person. I trust this community. I trust this, this mastermind and More importantly, I trust myself. So if shit go haywire, I know how to get my ass out. Like I know where the exit is. Y'all know we don't go into a restaurant 
and we don't sit with our back to the door and we always know where our exit is. Come on, right? So it's like, I trust me. So speed of implementation, self-trust. I trust myself. I know what I'm doing. I make great decisions because the thing that my coach asked me to do, I'm like, I don't know how to do that. How am I going to do this so that what if she doesn't like it? Like a whole bunch of trust as opposed to saying, look, she asked you, she asked you for a reason because you're good at this. Like you're going to do amazing at this. But I was like, I don't know. And like going back and forth and like, how do I figure this out? And I like kind of like, no, trust yourself. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, if if it isn't what is supposed to happen, then I trust myself to take care of myself too, right? So self-trust. Another thing that I know I have worked heavily on and I work really well with my clients on is this. I think as black women, high achieving women, women in general, if you're listening to this, if you've gone through some trauma, and I I talk to black women because our life is traumatic. To live in America as a black woman is a traumatic experience. I'm sorry, just the truth, okay? Period. End of discussion, not even arguing with you. So, but, and then you add other traumas on top of that, right? Our nervous system is designed to keep us safe. And anything out of the ordinary, anything unusual, anything like this out, our safety, like what's normal, our comfort zone, our body is going to have a fucking fit. It is going to be like, uh-uh, no, no, uh-uh, nah, uh-uh, can't do that, right? Get ready for that. Get used to that. And I think one of the things I do really, really well with my clients is preparing them to learn how to manage that response of their nervous system so that we in actually increase the area, increase the zone, their comfort zone, so they can do bigger and better things into their epic zone. But sometimes our little zone that we can go out comfortable and our nervous system not have a complete fit and shutdown is so small. Now, I know for some of you, you know that this term is called our window of tolerance, right? So one of the things I love working with my clients on is like, we literally expand that window of tolerance and expanding that window of tolerance isn't not to do anything. And a lot of people like, they're like fat, like hot and cold, right? It's like, I'm not going to do anything, right? That doesn't grow your nervous system resilience. Like we have to take, sometimes I say low and slow, we have to take slower things and maybe we introduce ourselves to smaller parts of like discomfort and we tolerate it and we like, hey, see how you're doing? You're not too bad, such and such until we get at a comfortable level where we can put ourselves in the room like where I put myself in. I promise you, I could not have gone into this room at this level, at the coaching that level that is happening when I first started. And without creating this safety milieu, like your milieu is your environment. I know I got me nervous system wise. I know like, yep, my nervous system is going to respond and I'm going to respond lovingly back. I'm not going to make it mean anything. And I know my window of tolerance is like resilient and it's high and 
Also, I know when to say, Mm-mm, can't do that, right? And shut it down and like, okay, listen to myself. What do I need to do? How do I need to do it? But to be able to do that takes time. And like, that is work that we do in Deeply Rooted. That's why I created it and moved it from six months to a year because that takes time. And I know we love programs that's like immediate results, but rewiring your nervous system, telling your going, getting your nervous system for always being stressed to at least like a low level stress to eventually like a normalized, like I am safe thing. And hey, it vacillates always, but like you want your nervous system to spike up. You just want it to come down quickly and not stay there, right? So it's not the spikes, it's how long it stays in the spikes. And so that work takes a while and it takes compassion and it takes gentleness and that is done in community, right? I'm not gonna go into the reasons why I've talked about that, but yes. So the speed of implementation is, if my nervous system jumps and it stays there and it's like screaming and have a tantrum, I am pretty much going to take a little while implementing it. Okay. So I think that's one of the reasons why, because we haven't addressed our bodies, our stored nervous system responses to things when we're in challenging situations. Okay. Another thing is to realize like, when we do something like this, when it's like, it is an opportunity to operate at a higher vibration. It's like, yep, my nervous, like I expect my nervous system to go on board because that's what it's supposed to do. It's designed to help me. That's what it's supposed to do. But I also meet it with like, this is my opportunity. This is our opportunity to operate at a higher vibration. And I got you. Like, and I support it, but my nervous system feels and trusts me because I've spent years building that trust with my nervous system. Yes, I talk about my nervous system as if it's a part of me or it's a separate part of me or it's an entity because it is. And I think because I think of it that way, it allows me to have a relationship with it that is loving and that helps me create that therapeutic or that like that safety milieu for me to implement things fast, like that speed of implementation. Because I'm looking at them and they're getting some coaching and they're like, burn it down, shut it down. And they're like, okay, I did it. And I'm like, what the hell? Now, I'm not saying they don't have their things. They do. And there's crying and there's tears and there's gnashing of teeth. But when they come back the next week, or two weeks later, it's like, okay, I've done it. And this is what I've done. And this is my results. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was crying and gnashing of teeth and I'm still at the crying and gnashing of teeth stage. So what is going on? And I'm like, oh, right. For some of us, like understanding that the importance of building up that nervous system, that body, that safety resilience. That's why I love Deeply Rooted for that. Okay. I think the other thing that happens is the third thing, which is we haven't decided what will happen if we don't get the desired result. Like we don't know that we have control over that. Speed of implementation, like if I'm worried about like, if this doesn't work, what's gonna happen? Like we think we're out of, like we don't have control over how we're gonna feel, how we're gonna treat ourselves, 
if this doesn't work? And I'm like, oh no, I get to decide no matter what, how I'm going to treat me. And I can decide that now. So I don't have to spend time worrying because only reason why I want to think it and overthink it and crowdsource and question and think and how and whatever is because if it doesn't work, I'm going to be an asshole to myself as my friends, one of the coaches, Korean Crabshaw uh, tree would say, I'm going to be a complete asshole to myself. Well, here's the deal. Take that off the table. No longer an option. Never will I ever, like that's a non-negotiable with me and it's a non-negotiable with my clients. We're not assholes to ourselves. We're not beating ourselves out. We're doing no more self-flogging, right? You get to decide now what will happen if I don't get the desired result or outcome. And it could be like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know how I'm going to treat me. I won't blame me. I won't say you shouldn't have. You were stupid. I can't believe you let them people talk to you. All those things like, no, I'm going to take full responsibility. I'm going to be gentle with myself. And for me, I'm going to be like, you are a badass. Because for me, y'all know it. I'm in an arena. I don't care about y'all on the, on the stands screaming and hollering and throwing your popcorn and and like yelling and wooing because I didn't take a shot or I got kicked, whatever. I'm in the fucking arena. I don't care how many times I get bruised, bloodied or whatever, I'm getting back up and I am celebrating that always. Hey, so you get to decide how you're going to treat yourself. And if you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you won't kick yourself when you're down. I think your speed of implementation of your goals, your dreams, or, or the desires would increase. The other thing that I noticed for me, and this was a little sneaky one, is like, I got to figure this out. Is because worried about what other people will think. Sometimes our speed of implementation affects other people, right? And it's like, I got to do it the right way because I got to manage other people's emotions. No, never. Like we can never manage how other people think of our actions, our pursuits, our goals, our dreams. I don't care if we do it perfectly and we line it up and have the most perfect blueprint. If it involves other people, they get to decide how they're going to think about it. And I noticed with one of these things that my coach gave me, like I was really spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to implement it. Like, what should I do? I don't know. What other people going to think about it? Like that price. Oh my God. And what are my current clients going to think about it? And what are the new people going to think about it? And like, what are people who don't know me going to think about it? I was so worried about what other people think right? And there's safety in that. And we have to understand where that came from and just say like, but we're not in the 1800s or the 3000 BC or 300 AD, right? That is no longer really as big of a threat as our nervous system believes. And so that's why that safety milieu, being able to do that for yourself is important because when those buttons get pushed, it's like, oh no, that doesn't like, they may not like you and they may say something. That's okay, right? Like I got you, right? So another thing on this, on this, what other people think is we have to realize also that we've been taught that we don't have authority. Remember, I make good decisions, self-trust. Like 
I wanted to reinforce that with also like we don't have the authority. Our authority has been taken from us from the jump, like took away our name, our language, our culture. Half of us don't know where, what tribe we came from. None of that. Okay. Like, so no authority. And as a woman, as a black woman in America, like no authority, right? Like the pat, what the pastor says, what the deacon says, what the, what your husband says, what your father says, what your mama says, what your sister says, what your friend said. But it's not what I say. Like, oh my God, if it's what I say and I speak with authority, I'm bold, I'm brazen, I'm too much. See, she independent. That's why she ain't got no man. All of that, right? All of the judgments come when you decide to exercise your God-given authority. People have thoughts about that. So of course, if you're worried about that being challenged or the safety of like what other people think, you're not going to have speed in implementing. I'm just telling you like what I've been observing in within me and what I see in my clients. The other one is, and the last one is this. I'm going to leave you with this one, this last one, which is we think somehow if it's the right, and I've talked about this before, but I'm gonna say it again. We think if it's the right move, we're supposed to feel a certain way. It's supposed to feel easy. It's supposed to feel concrete. It's supposed to feel grounded. You're supposed to feel confident about that. I'm noticing that these millionaires, they feel like ass implementing this shit. Like they don't like, I know this is going to work. That's not the coaching that they're getting. They're like, the coaching feel like ass. Okay. I'm going to implement it. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's no like, I'm going to feel confident about this. I'm going to feel amazing. Now, do they coach themselves to their brain of like, why this is a good decision? Yes, but they're not expecting to feel good while they do it or to feel confident while they're doing it. Guess what emotion they're going with? Courage. That's it. And so many of us, especially as high-achieving Black women, we don't want to do nothing until we can look good doing it. Confident. Boss babe it up with our three-piece suit and I pointed, I can't wear them shoes. They look so good, y'all. I can't wear them. I just can't wear them. So I don't think you'll ever see me, but maybe for a photo shoot with some pointed toe and a little skinny heel, right? But that boss babe look like confident boss babe. And we get this perception that, oh, that means it's the right path. And if I don't feel this way, then maybe I should think about this more. No, maybe you should be courageous because that is the thing that's going to increase your speed of implementation. Because the only thing we want is the data. That's it. Implement, get the data, period. The faster we do this, the faster we get the data, the faster we make changes and tweaks. And then we put it back out there again, get the data back again, implement, tweak until we finally get a product, a service, a framework, a template, a presentation that nails it. But it's the speed of implementation that is the thing that gets us to that final product that one that works, but we go through these things and want to, like, we don't trust ourselves. We 
don't know how to bring our body along with us, increasing our window of tolerance and having lots of compassion for our nervous system and knowing how to treat it. We don't see it as an opportunity to like raise our vibration. We haven't decided how we're going to talk to ourselves, no matter what happens, how we're going to treat ourselves. We're worried about what other people think from a place of safety and from a place of authority. And we think we're supposed to choose confidence when really what we need to choose is to be courageous. Speed of implementation, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I'm working on, giving you a little sneak peek into me. And so, yeah, I'm going to be messy. I'm going to implement some shit. Y'all probably still going to get some links that don't work because the speed of implementation, I'll fix it later. I'm going to put some shit out there. I'm going to lead by example. This is what we're doing. We're going to implement this. I'm going to get some feedback and I'm going to get it back because that's what I want us to do. Because if that's the difference, it's a skill we know how to do. We can think this way. We can treat ourselves this way. We can meet ourselves this way and we can let other people think the way they want to think, and we can decide to be courageous. Implement some shit, y'all. Message me, email me at Brig at Brig Johnson. Let me know what you've been waiting on and what you're going to implement and how you're going to do it. I want to hear. Also, always leave a review, please. It can be audio. And for sure, leave an Apple review or whatever, because I want more of us to know about these type of things so that we can stop feeling stuck, stop being stressed out and put our brilliance into the world because there's no difference. I think the world is missing our brilliance. All right. Talk at y'all later. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high-achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves and we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. <laughs> That's deeply rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.